This is the happy hour. You guys going to happy hour? Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Cleary. C is for chunk. On 93.7 a ticket and the ticketfm.com. Good afternoon. Happy Wednesday. This is the happy hour. 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez. Clear are with you today. Hello, Rico. Hello. How's it going, man? Um, This might be the happy hour. Yeah. 402-464-5685. Honda Lincoln Hotline, Sarah Heyman Text Line. Both those open for you all hour long. Um as well as the Sarter Heyman Jewelers video stream, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. Uh, make sure you check it out there, as well as us on Twitter, Nick underscore Sainer and at Radio Rico AC. All right, Nebraska basketball loses 102-67. to Let's get our, our frustrations out right away. Why don't we? <sighs> I was because, there. Yeah, you were there, and, and I, I want to hear your perspective there. But I, I am kind of glad I was not there. Yeah, it was uh so I got there late um because traffic and it the yeah, I was I again, this is like the second basketball game I've ever gone to. Mm-hmm. Um so did you have to pay parking garage prices? Yeah, it was like 9 bucks. Oh, that's not bad. It was, at all. It was really good. It was like 3 block. It was the the parking garage right next to Huddle. Yep. Okay. So it was, it was really good. It nice. was nice. It was not that far of a walk, just straight down. Um I got there late. By the time I walked in, they were already down double digits. But I was listening on the way in. Mm-hmm. Uh, the crowd sounded good. Uh, Kent Pavelka was excited. They went down five early. And then Keisei Tomonaga hit, like, two of his first three attempts from three. Yep. And then didn't take a shot for, like, six-ish minutes. Just a really long time uh, for somebody who seemed to be really hot. <clears throat> so that was confusing. Um, but when I got in there, they were already down double digits. And I'm just I'm just looking at the court. And I was sitting next to DP and Tom, and I kind of turned to DP and I go, they don't look the same. Like, remember when Scott Frost, they went to Iowa, and he said, you know, he looked across the field, and he saw Iowa, and he's like, they look so much bigger than us. Yes. That is what I thought when I saw Michigan and Nebraska. And I'm not talking height-wise. I'm just talking, like, the 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 thickness of the guys that were out on the court. Like, they're freshmen – Looked like he was a f- like a senior. He looked like he was like in his third year in the NBA. Like those dudes had some muscle on them. And you look at Nebraska, and it's like, okay, you got Derek Walker, you've got Eduardo Andre, and everybody else is kind of thin. Like mm-hmm. they're. I, I told him, I say their freshman doesn't look like a freshman. Ours looks like a freshman. Bryce, for how talented he is, and I, look, he is amazingly talented. He's really gifted at scoring the ball, and if he puts his mind to it, I think he can be a really good defender. He's thin. He's he's a thin. He's a thin guy. Uh, it's just it's just a fact. He doesn't doesn't have a lot of muscle. He's probably stronger than he looks, but he does not look very strong at all. So just looking at them on the court. Sands basketball or anything, they just looked different. And then as I'm sitting there and the game's wearing on, like it it seemed as if Nebraska for a while was still in the game mentally, but after a while, 
when Michigan's hitting not only wide open threes, but threes with hands in their faces. Like there the defense was terrible. Don't get me don't get it wrong. The defense was terrible. But there were moments where Nebraska played really good defense and Michigan seemed like they could not miss. So after a couple of those, it just seemed like they were getting a little down on themselves. You could see a little a little slower on the closeout, a little slower getting back down the court. Um, and that's kind of when Alonzo Verge took over because at the beginning of the game, he's he tried. Look, I don't care what you say about Alonzo Verge. I don't care if you like him, if you don't like him. The man was working his butt off last night. He tried early in the game to get everyone involved. He was passing. He was running the pick and roll with Derek Walker. Derek Walker, it was tough for him. He couldn't really get a shot over um, Dickinson. Yeah, Dickinson. I mean, he's 7-1. He's he's a very tall guy. Um, Couldn't really get a shot off over over him, so he's passing it back out. And Verge is driving and dishing to people, and everybody's missing their shots. So after a while, he was like, all right, forget this. I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to try and get us back into this game. And he did his damnedest. It just wasn't enough. And he was getting slammed down every time he went to the rim. I, I, you're absolutely right about a lot of that. Um, well, you guys kind of know me already, and, and it, I'm a big control the things that you can control guy. And I think the most disappointing, obviously going into last night, Michigan, if I remember correctly, started the season ranked fourth in the country. So this is absolutely a top 25 team. Mm-hmm. They hit a they hit a rough spot as of late, uh, losing to Arizona and a couple other teams. North Carolina. I mean, they and, lost to good teams. Yes. And so Nebraska was definitely the underdog going into this game. That, that's not that's not to say um, that I'm not I'm not trying to you know say it's they weren't the underdog despite being at home and everything, but. I'm a big control the things that you can control guy, and the effort, the effort was just not there. And you can say all you want about a crowd not being in it and and a crowd not helping out a, a program or a team, but man, it sure is hard as from a from a crowd's perspective to get into the game when you can tell. Very easily tell that your your team your guys aren't in in the game. Yeah, there's no <clears throat> there's no blaming the crowd or anything no, for no. this. It's I mean the crowd was into it when Nebraska was in it, but as soon as Nebraska went down by like twenty points, it's hard to get excited for things because you know Nebraska gets down, they get a good look at a three. Everybody kind of you hear the crowd just oh, and then it just clangs off the rim, and it's just like okay, well that sucks, and and mm-hmm. they're not getting offensive boards, so it's one shot, you're done. Michigan's going down, well, and they're just they're getting wide open threes and just cashing every single one of them. Well, you make an you make a, an interesting point because we talked to Jacob Padilla yesterday, and he said, "Listen, guys, when I asked him, I said, what else can they do? They they finished, and you guys have heard the stat: five of thirty five from three yesterday. They just kept and, shooting, and a lot of times it was it was step back threes, and it was it was trying to just to just trying to make something happen because nothing was working last night." And, and that's when I asked Jacob yesterday. I should have pulled the audio. When, when I asked Jacob yesterday about what they can do differently, and he's like, "This is what they can. This is all they can do. This is what they they recruited to. This is what they practice. This is all they can do. They can work through Derek Walker, which they did not do a whole lot yesterday. Shot his first field goal with a couple minutes left in the ball game yesterday. Scored his first point off of a free throw. Yes. And I mean Derek Walker. Now, once again, shoot came into the game shooting seventy eight percent. He's very and selective because he's selective. That's that's a, and I'm not saying he takes thirty shots tomorrow. Last night, and and that's something that Robbie Hummel actually said on the broadcast was just because he's shooting seventy eight percent doesn't mean you want him shooting thirty percent or thirty shots a game. But it's just working it through him. Mm-hmm. You saw what Michigan did. They they 
started getting stuff going down low, and then they worked outside. Then they would work down inside, and, and it was a good balanced offense. That's something that, unfortunately, Nebraska just doesn't have. So on these nights when they're shooting really, really poor from, from anywhere, mm-hmm. not even just beyond the arc, you take yourself out of this game really, really fast. And the difference between Nebraska's bigs and everybody else's bigs is, is you know, outside of the height, is everybody else's bigs have go-to post moves. Mm-hmm. If Eduardo Andre could develop a hook shot like Dickerson was Dickinson was having last night, it doesn't matter how much taller everybody is than you. If you can get that hook shot, it's practically unguardable, especially with how long Eduardo Andre is. And, and Derek Walker, he has good feet. He, he should be able to do that. He should have some type of post move. But the difference between them and other bigs is they they get it down low and they're immediately looking to pass. They're not trying to back someone down Mm -hmm. and then do something in the paint. They get it. And if they're not open for a little drop step dunk or layup, they're they're kicking it back out and they're resetting the offense. It's it's and they're really good passers. Don't get it don't get me wrong. They're really good passers and they'll hit the back doors every once in a while, but nobody is respecting them offensively when they get the ball in the post. They're immediately looking for passes. Or or one singular move. It's 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 really nothing. So you know your shooters can't get open off of that. You're you're passing it down in the post, and then everybody's just like, all right, one on one right there. Don't worry, he's not going to shoot it. Everybody goes back to their shooters, and and you're not going to get an open three. Which again, that's yeah. what Fred Hoiberg's uh, offense really is: is three pointers. If they were to drive to the rim more, which Alonzo Verge was doing. But he was actually finishing at the rim uh, as opposed to some of the other games where he would drive and, and, and miss some of those shots. If they were to drive to the rim more, maybe just seeing the ball go through the hoop on a simple layup might help you out in the three-point game. And that's kind of, you know, C.J. Wilcher was, was shooting threes and, and missing a, a good chunk of those. But later on in the game, you know, he, he pump faked and, and dude was still respecting his three. They know he's a shooter. And he drove to the rim and got an easy easy layup, like, they need to drive to the rim and look to score as opposed to driving to the rim and immediately looking to pass out for a three. I want to I want to bounce off a couple things uh, or bounce off a couple things that you just said there and went back to right when we started the show. Um, when, when you mentioned that they were just more physically dominating and we get this off the text line 402-464-5685 Michigan was much more physically dominating. Absolutely right. However, there, that is no excuse no. for a 35-point loss at home on national TV after a pretty solid defensive performance on Saturday. And and there's, there's just no excuse. And then, I'm looking at the score sheet right now, Michigan dropped 51 in the first half, 51 in the second half. Not very many adjustments were made from first half to second half. No, now, still getting wide open we, we, can do, we can do the whole thing about where, where it could be coaching, and making adjustments at halftime that we do with football. Mm-hmm. Or we could also say that's some of once again, control the things that you can control as as a player. Effort. Little things like that. Not saying Nebraska was gonna come back in the second half, mm-hmm. but little to no adjustment it looked it looked they they came out with no energy once again. And I understand you're down fifty one to thirty two at, at halftime. But little to no energy. You shoot worse from three-point in the second half than you did in the first half. You shoot worse from the field in the second half than you did in the first half. And and that's where it's those those little things. And like you said, finding that confidence. And and that's really where this, this team's bugaboo kind of seems to be lying right now. Is when shots aren't falling, they're just going to keep shooting because they that's all they that's all they're made for. Mm-hmm. And if it just continues not to fall, then it's well shoot. 
we're we're out of luck tonight. Yeah. It's just not. I mean, gonna it's be not like night. you don't have athletes who can get to the rim. Like that's the thing is, if your three's not. If your three's not falling, you got to switch it up. You got to do something else. Because shooting thirty-five, shooting thirty-five threes, only making five of them is not something you. If you're, if you realize early on that the three pointer is not falling, you got to start driving to the rim, and maybe that'll open up some threes because you're also taking extremely contested ones that are just they're ill-advised shots. And I know you know these guys are really these guys are really good shooters. I don't care what anybody says. You know their their percentage is 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 garbage right now, but. In practices, based on everything the players have said, and I know nobody wants to lately. Nobody wants to trust what the coaches say, but based on what the players and the coaches have been saying, these guys hit their shots in practice. We've seen clips of them hitting shots in practice. These guys are shooters. Just for some odd reason, it's not translating over to games. It's not translating to PBA or to, to opposing gyms. You know, they're they're hitting their shots in the practices, and they get into a game. Maybe the lights get a little bit too bright, and they're just they're just missing it. It's it's extremely confusing, and I can see why Fred Hoiberg is just getting so frustrated because and and the players because they know what they're capable of they know what they can do and how good they really are it's just not translating right now yeah it's just like like you said when when you find things find out and and it took maybe 10 minutes into the first in the first half to find out that things um the the, the deep ball especially wasn't falling mm-hmm that's where it's it's try something new. And I understand your team is not made up of guys that are slashers and that can drive to the rim and drive to the rack, but still, this is a better free throw shooting team than in years past. So try something new. Try to get to the free throw line. Then once again, if you're not calling, give it a break, and then you can work your way back out again. It's little things like that where we're trying something new. Once again, that effort thing, trying to make adjustments to what is ha- what's working and what's not working every single night is what's going to may help you may be a good basketball team. Mm. And and in the first half when you see that you're 3 of 18 from the field or from the from deep it's hard for me to imagine that they're sitting in the locker room at halftime saying, "Oh, we're going to come out and shoot 45% from 3 this second." The half. only way to come back is to shoot more threes. Let's do it. They're not falling, but we're going to keep doing it by golly. Yeah. It's just it's it's a it's a bummer and it's really really hard Heartbreaking. I, th- I think that's a good word, because let's be real. <laughs> Looking big picture, things aren't working for the football program right now, um, and we're going to kind of talk about that with with Erin Sorensen. She'll join us here at two thirty, and I, I, I want to try to get to it if we have time. But things aren't working in the football program right now, and and you might have this false hope. I've I've just judging off of what I've seen from Twitter, <laughs> people are really high on on Nebraska recruiting now and I'm confused why. I, it it's flipped. it's same same thing happens every single year it feels like and I, I kind of want people to pump the brakes a little bit. But also things aren't working that well in football and and now here we were before the beginning of the season and I'll be the first one to admit it. I thought this team Judging from what we've heard, judging from getting to know the players, the guys, the the coaches in that locker room, I'm thinking, sweet, they got this thing ready to roll. And the Big Ten, it, it was down compared to last year. Michigan State's not the ne- necessarily a powerhouse like they have been every single year. Purdue's obviously the top team in the country. But I'm sitting here thinking, okay, Iowa is, has no no longer has Luka Garza. There's there's a chance Nebraska gets a, gets a bye on the first day of the Big Ten tournament. Now... You're sitting here at five and five, and you're thinking, "What is what? Are, what? Where does this team go next?" You, you, despite them them losing the four overtime game against NC State, 
there was some encouraging things to take out of it, even though they should have won that game. And they'll tell you that they should have won that game. Mm -hmm. But there were still encouraging things to take out of it. The loss against Indiana, there were good things to take out of it. And then you come out here in probably your biggest game of the season, where the most eyes are on you so far this season, and you're flatter than ever. And it's just, it's really, really disheartening when you come out and there's just zero energy. And it's very, very apparent right from the get-go when that first shot misses. And it's just really, really disheartening. 402-464-5685. Let's get to some of your texts here. we got a, quite a few to get through. I'm just going to kind of rapid-fire read them. 49er Tom says, being a Husker basketball fan is like a warm, worn-in blanket. It's exactly what we expect. Disappointment. Um, somebody asked, Cruz says, we have an excuse with basketball and football. There's a curse. Um, he says, two national hires. So... We can dive down that hole sometime soon we'll, here. We'll hit on that at a different point. We're, we won't hit on that today. Yes. He, okay, here's an interesting one from an unnamed texter. Fred has had two good years at Iowa State, and people act like he's so good. Overrated coach who thinks he can recruit to get wins. Scott says the shooting was inexplicably bad. It's horrible to watch. It was it was painful to, to be there because when Mich- there, was, there was a clear difference. When Michigan shot it, you knew it was going in. When Nebraska shot it, you're holding your breath, hoping to well, God it goes in. Well, and, and somebody says this, the shot selection. The shot selection was extremely painful like to you said, watch. It was sidesteps. It was step backs. It yeah. was shooting with hands in your face. Mm-hmm. And even the open shots, like, I don't know. They didn't. They didn't look great. Yeah. Like their their wide open three pointers were not going down, and that's that is the sign of there's there's something going on. I don't know what it is, but there's something mentally going on with them because those wide open shots those have, those have got to fall. And and part of that very well could be with the with the loss of Matt Abdelmasi. And I don't want to um, say that that's nothing because it's absolutely something. And either way, at the end of the day it still should not result in a 35-point lackluster performance no. like last night was. And, and and once again, Nebraska was the underdog going into last night. I'm not trying to say that they should have ran Michigan out of the building. But at the end of the day, it's pretty embarrassing when you get ran out of your own building. And when that bench, I don't know if I, I, you guys were watching it on TV. If you were there, you definitely saw it. But man, that Rico and I were talking about it. That Michigan Wolverine bench was was making fun of your players. They were throwing shade, and, and they were doing that on your home floor. They were having fun. Like that, that, that was a that was painful and annoying to me to for to watch. I, I I would hope that that gets under the skin of of a of the players. I hope it does. That that tenacity, that that toughness, mm-hmm. something that every program needs. Um, let's keep going with the text here because we're getting quite a bit more. Um, shot selection in the game is bad. That helps nothing. Um, somebody says anybody can be a shooter in practice. Games are different in what you pay for. Uh, to me, it seems like every player is super selfish. There's no team mentality. The the anybody can shoot in practice. I mean, that's that's exactly what you want is people to be hitting their shots in practice because that's supposed to translate over mm-hmm. to a game. Like I don't like I don't understand that text message because like yeah, a game is obviously it's different because you have people in front of you. You know, but you practice it so you can get that muscle memory so you can hit the shots. It shouldn't be that much different than a game, especially the wide open shots. Yes, but when when the lights go on, it it does a it does 
there's a different feel. But yeah. It's, it's hard. I mean, it's the same thing that Husker Volleyball talks about going back to your training, mm-hmm. no matter when the lights go on. And so that's and that's what it is in practice. Like you, you're training it. You're working it so much. You're taking so many shots in practice. Yeah. So when you get to a game, you know, despite the lights being on, despite somebody being there, you know, hey, I've taken this shot a million times in practice. I know I can hit this shot. And and mm-hmm. lately for Nebraska basketball, it's it, they're just not falling. They're 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 getting they're they're rimming out. They're getting about halfway down and popping out. They're it's it's so close yet so far away for all of these three pointers. Uh, let's keep rolling through some of these. To me, it just seems like every player is super selfish. There's no team mentality. We already read that one. Cubsker says this: they're hitting shots in practice because the defense is the same as we're seeing in the game. Now I, I will push back on that a little bit because we have seen. Um, quality defensive performances just against Indiana it was they they played pretty decent defensively they had a really good plan for attacking and containing Trace Jackson Davis and they were shooting poor once again and then they look up and it's only a six-point game and so that defense kept them in the game it's just trying to put all those things together that this team struggles doing to an extent that is unimaginable Mm -hmm. And trying to figure out how to put everything together. It's like, you know, tying it back to Husker football. You know, the the offense plays good one game, the defense plays bad. The defense plays good, the offense plays bad. Except in this case, they had one good defensive game and, you know, a couple good offensive games against lower-level competition. But lately, Mm -hmm. it's just the offense has just been bad and the defense has been bad. Yes. All right, a couple more here before we get to Aaron Sorensen of Hale Varsity. Nebraska ball just makes dumb decisions in games. That's one thing allowing that to continue that's on Fred you can't let those same dumb mistakes to happen effort though um that's on all of them that's the was the worst effort I've seen at Nebraska if that continues that's not something I'm willing to support somebody else says it looks like a YMCA game yikes they are not playing team basketball says Chance the Texter this is Fred's worst quote-unquote team yet Dusty says this, I was going to take my 12- and 7-year-old boys to Husker men's basketball games. Now I'll, think them, I'll take them to a women's game. They play team ball and get as many dunks as the men. The women, man, they, they grinded out a tough win against Minnesota a couple nights ago on Monday on Monday night. And they, they play Indiana State on Saturday. And as of right now, I have no shame in saying this. They will put on a much better performance than the men did last night. I hope Point Cravens comes out again. If you were watching that game, I did see that Bella Cravens got a got a steal and she she uh, one woman fast break. It was beautiful. Here's here's a kicker right here, and this is what I'll leave on. Gus says this: maybe we can clone John Cook and he can coach football and basketball. His ladies are talented, but play with heart too. Bingo. Got to have both sides there if you want to find success. We'll ask Aaron Sorensen about her thoughts on the Nebraska-Michigan game last night and Husker football announced a couple coaches this morning. So we'll dive into all that with Aaron Sorensen of Hale Varsity next on the Happy Hour. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.